just keeping money in the bank? What are you doing? Oh, Spend don't it. worry. Don't worry, I will. Spend it. Don't worry. <laughs> Says the guy with team value everywhere. Hey, listen, I, I got a little money in the bank right now, but I got a lot of money on the field. Alright, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast, the one and only. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. Gentlemen, welcome. Welcome. Hey, man. Welcome to another international break, number two of the year. Yeah. Thank you. I hate international breaks. Although yeah. I just said to you off air, and I'll say it on air, I actually love them. It gives me a little bit of production easement of pressure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's no uh stress of the next game week coming right right like, to get the pod I, I get a out. little so, bit of yeah. extra time you know we're, we're we've said this before we're, we're three dudes who do this uh in our spare time because we love it and we'd love to do it full time absolutely and it wants to hire us let I us promise know you this and we're not far from it the second the second we get a chance to start raking in millions of dollars <laughs> we will be doing this and we'll give you a pot every day that's no. not true. We'll give it. We'll give it to you three or four times a day. There are daily talk shows about world football. There is. We none, can easily fill an hour really a day. Not really accessible here in the U.S. Though, that's and true. that's what's frustrating. That's true. Uh, and that's why pods have to live. I, and I don't know. May, maybe across the pond, um, in England, in uh, in other places, that there are more daily stuff. We're flooded yeah. with local sports. That's right. I say football, local, national, American football, American baseball, baseball basketball. Football. Yeah, like that's ESPN and, and Fox Sports. I mean, you can get as much as you want of that. Although lately, all day, every day, because of ESPN's budget cuts, I've noticed they've had things like drone racing. Yeah, and you know, I've seen more bowling well, than and, normal. And uh, it might and just they, be interest. They also put uh, Ninja, the the uh, the gaming hero, on the cover of ESPN yeah, the magazine true. Here recently. So I assume that esports man esports are going to be regular sports here on ESPN before long, and that will be the end of uh, that will be the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't say a whole lot because we have a podcast centered around fantasy Premier League, yeah, fact. True. and true. so we're going to get into the matches as we always do. We'll cover the ten matches. We've got some fun segments here along the way. Uh, I'm going to say something that normally we would say off the air, but I forgot to before we started recording. So, Brian, do you have a oh, how to say tonight? I do have a how to say tonight, and I'm actually really excited about it. Excellent. So we will have that. We've he, had got some some, good, he had some good choices. We yeah, yeah. surprised Jeez. us. It yeah. is. It is. So yeah. you just have to throw it in wherever it applies I will. there, Brian. I will. Okay. Excellent. All right. So we will get right to that and all the other things that you hopefully enjoy from us. Otherwise, why are you listening? All so, right. Brian, kick us off, sir. Let's get on to the matches. Liverpool, nil. Manchester City, nil. What a wham dinger! Wow. The only notable thing in this match from a scoreline perspective is the Riyad Mahrez missed penalty kick. Um, would you have taken Leicester City wins the league type odds for a nil-nil final in mm-hmm. this match? Probably. Yeah. Wow, good call. I, I just feel like this is the... I, it not only is the scoreline the last scoreline you would have picked. That's right. But honestly, the stats in this match are, are inexplicable. Well, if you have City and Liverpool players, which just about everybody listening must have a combination of them, right? 
you probably expected returns from your attacking players from these two clubs, mm-hmm. not your defenders, right? not your goalkeepers. And yet that's where all the points were found. Obviously with the clean sheets, all the defenders, all the goalkeepers did very well for themselves. The ones who played, of course, and that's where you have to get into the rotation question. And that was an issue for both clubs mm-hmm. in this match. It was just last week where we were discussing Andy Robertson or Trent Alexander-Arnold for Liverpool. Right. Mm-hmm. And we said, Brian and I agreed, yeah. there's going to be more stability at left back with Andy Robertson than at right back for Trent Alexander-Arnold. And lo and behold, the following match, Joe Gomez starts at right back. Scott, when I saw the lineup, I thought, I love it when we get things right. Because we get things so, wrong. So but I love it so when we get things right. So, so since we're starting there, one, does, I mean, does that change your opinion about owning Trent Alexander at Alexander Arnold at all. Well, it has to. It has to cause doubt. Because well, I, I'm saying that because I, he was one of the most bought players. Even go, even like the second the the free transfer was available. Right. This weekend, Boom Trent Alexander Arnold was one of the most purchased defenders. Thinking ahead for game week, Huddersfield and Carter were right. on the schedule. I was came very close, only because I went in in another direction very quickly. So I didn't take. I didn't take a a minus four, but yeah, I was real close to doing that because I can gain a dollar point two right, right yeah. to go to him. So why not? Well, but if he's not this, this now completely shakes. There's up. no way though that Lovren shakes up the Liverpool defense this much, is it? Yeah, Lovren's, really. Lovren's not coming out. And Gomez is ahead of Trent Alexander-Arnold. Ryan, he's the greatest defender center back in the world. <laughs> That's right? what he says, right? right? According to him. Yeah. No, he, but he but the reality is Lovren is going to play with Gomez at right back in in all likelihood over Gomez at center back and Alexander-Arnold at right back. But That's why, just the reality. How does Gomez get the nod? I, obviously, Klopp thinks highly of Gomez because he played center back all season. And then all of a sudden, when that center back position wasn't available, he just bumped TAA out of the lineup. Like, that was very surprising to me. Was Gomez hurt over the summer? And that's why he wasn't in, in England's World Cup squad? I think he was injured at some point in the spring. I think you're right. I think it was, I think it, that's exactly it. And it took him out of consideration for the World Cup. He would have gone to the World Cup. Maybe, I don't know how Gareth Southgate ranked his defenders that he chose, but he might have gone instead of Trent Alexander Arnold. Wow, okay. And Gomez has been very impressive this season. Well, he got bonus points here. Exactly. I mean, the, the, the second he gets a start, and I mean, again, you're not ever in a million years counting on bonus points because there was a Liverpool clean sheet here. <laughs> right. <laughs> and really, and really shouldn't, have, shouldn't have been one. Right. I mean, f- f- right. Morez. I mean, come on. I don't know. When I saw the percentages there on his missed versus made penalty kick, I know. I as felt soon pretty as they, confident. As soon as they showed the little net with all the red soccer balls on it, I was like, wait a minute. Is in, this the best choice? Including two, I think two of the last five. So two of the three that he's missed in his last five, I think they were off target. Look, I think one was off to the right and one was above the goalpost. And wouldn't you know it, he decided to put one way over the well, goalpost. Well, yeah, post. now he has another For, one to add above is, the goalpost. Do we need to dive into to the scene, like what kind of happened off camera with Mendy running on for the, anyone well, who maybe didn't no, I mean, see just, that? Just the, I mean, unless you just want well, to say that br- it was obvious that, briefly, that he shouldn't have 
Or he, he was did, not happy about Mares it. Mares didn't want to take it. Right. Jesus stepped up to take it. Mendy runs in from the sidelines, tells Mares, no, Pep wants you to take it. Mares kind of stops and like, no, no, like Jesus is there. Like Jesus is already there. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. Mendy then sort of encourage pushes him to the spot. I did didn't and didn't then Mares walks over. Didn't they show Jesus's face? Oh, as yeah. he was almost like a all right, well, I guess that's, if you want to do that. That's, exa- that's exactly right. So Mars goes over. He tells Jesus. Jesus, Brian, gives the look of, well, I guess. Well, fine, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if and this is such a good idea. He kind of looks to the bench, kind of shrugs, and then walks away. So you have a guy now who didn't want to take it. The manager's making him take it. And then it is no surprise that this is a result. No. So it preserves the clean sheet for these Liverpool defenders we're discussing. Which I was whom... jumping for joy. I had Robertson. So it's yeah. funny. So I the, the players I had in this game were Ormane, Robertson, and Ederson. And, you know, I, I couldn't switch it up. It, it was was it was. Mm-hmm. So I was just, mm-hmm. whatever I could get, I was going to get. But at that point in the game, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I, I need a clean sheet. Because right. Robertson was sniffing sniffing bonus points mm-hmm. in fact i thought he had it and then of course about the 15 minutes after the match yeah adjustment the and final, he went from the final one, adjustment yeah he, he, he lost a point but and got no bonus points but he was right there and anyway so i get a clean sheet for ederson and robertson long story short what we said last week is still true yep. moving forward there will be rotation at right back but yes i do think gomez is probably preferred that's interesting yeah. i just never well, would have guessed and, that and we and i i mean i would have said it i mean i, I I don't know. I don't know who you would take uh, other than Robertson at all. Well, hold on. I think. Well, I think you're wrong. If Gomez is there now, that's what's amazing. He's at five point one. Okay. So if if what for me what it shows me is Klopp loves him so much that he is willing to bump. Trent Alexander Arnold out of the lineup in one of the most important matches of the season. When, on the, po- the possibly, match of the season which so far, Klopp probably thought he was going to be going up against Sane, and I have a hard time believing Gomez is faster than Trent Alexander Arnold, but maybe he is. I just don't see the advantage there. He's stronger. Obviously, he thought enough to do it to make the move. So I would actually say Gomez at a five one. He's the cheapest way, and as he's that's not true. He's not the cheapest. Lovren is the cheapest way into the Liverpool. <laughs> defense at 4.9. Are you going there, Dave? Well, Scott, I don't know. So so here's the thing. Would I go there because I love Liverpool's set, lineup? Set-piece goals? I'm not worried about goals. Okay. I think you could easily predict. Brian, up until this point, and he's been right, has said, who's going to get a clean sheet? No one's been getting clean sheets. No. Well, Liverpool's Liverpool schedule. Has no, these most. two teams are Liber- the only two teams yeah. getting clean sheets. Liverpool's schedule especially the next two weeks. The two teams who can't score on themselves. Tasty. Okay? Tasty. Huddersfield and Cardiff cannot score on themselves in training. Right. Well, okay? so, <laughs> so so why not why not go with Lovren? If Lovren the, the second Lovren way. was healthy, the second Lovren was healthy, he's back in the lineup. Yeah. I, I mean I, I, I would say I mean if you don't have any of them, which is seems unlikely at this point between the, just the ownership of Robertson and Trent Alexander Arnold up to this point. I mean, own Robertson. Uh, Robertson's ownership is still increasing. It's right. not like he's going. It's not like he's being sold a lot. But I, I mean, going into this run of matches now, 
it wouldn't have been a bad strategy anyway to have Robertson and Alexander Arnold, which is a, I'm sure plenty of people were going to do that. Or two. So now, defenders. right? If you're going to have two, the one guy it seems like that it seems pointless to own is at Virgil this point Van Dyke. Van Dyke. Because the of one, his price, right? Because of his he's price, so much, he's so much more expensive. And because I mean, you you are nearly needing him to score a goal, and I'm not going to depend on that because he's not really doing anything else offensively other than being being present during set, set pieces, pieces which is correct. which has returned nothing so far. Right. So anyway, I agree. But hey, look, and Brian, we briefly referenced this, and we're going to move on. But owning going forward for Liverpool. Two defenders. Well, that's right. I mean, that's it. It's the is the it, question is who, in my opinion, who a good idea. and who and how many is yeah. is the question. And I mean, I feel like that's you know obviously every question like that is a is a budget question first. Right. Know, what's your team? I'll be thinking you know, about budget, that. I I can promise you that. Attacking options for Liverpool. Did well, this match change? And obviously, no. it was a down match. Has it changed anything regarding the conversations we've had? Well, this this is why I said the stats of this match are so. It's just so. I mean, inexplicable is not not. I feel like not an overstatement. Just because if you had said that both clubs would combine for thirteen shots, I feel like seven and six is like sounds absurdly low. It sounds like what the shot. stat would have been at the fifteen minute mark. Yeah, or like you know, or yes, or or, or you know, seven and six for midfielders for right. you know just the midfield right. options. Total only three. Manchester City players attempted a shot at all. Well, only f- uh, Salah had the most shots in the. Well, no, Mares had the most shots of anyone in the match. Salah had three. Gomez and Lovren combined for that many. Like that, the 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 fact that if you this was the other part. If you said Sergio Aguero, Raheem Sterling, Leroy Sané, Gabriel Jesus, Sadio Mane, and Roberto Firmino would combine for zero shots, impossible. You you would, would have, you have taken the, you would have bet a billion dollars that that would not happen. I agree. That is impossible, and it did. That's bigger than Leicester winning title. What's odds. weird? <laughs> they both complete. So it was like 50-50 possession. Yeah, almost exactly, and almost exactly the same on shots and shots on target. Eighty-three percent passing completion percentage for both clubs. Yeah, so weird. And then City outpassed Liverpool's five twenty-eight to five fifteen. Yeah. 13 more passes? Yeah. That's it. Like, there's almost nothing different between these two except the Mares miss. And and yeah, honestly... Nil-nil. Well, it doesn't matter. That's what I mean. But I feel like none of this is... I didn't think this, that was a penalty. But this, what I'm saying is this is so impossible. There's nothing to take from it. Nothing. Well, no. It Tactically, obviously, uh, pundits that not know a lot more football slash soccer than me would say this game needed an early goal. You know, it's funny. For and years, I've been saying what, something like it almost what happened. you just said. Yeah. When you have two clubs that are unbalanced, one club is clearly better than the other, the best thing that can happen for the drama of that match is for it to stay tied or level as long as possible. But when you have two clubs that are equal – you need a goal as soon as possible to create the drama in those cases, and that's why this match ended nil nil. It just yeah. it it's why it lacked that drama. If if an early goal goes in, now you got one side attacking that it, that creates some exposure on the counter, and all of a sudden you got and then all of a sudden it's a counter on the counter, and you have a Manchester United Newcastle situation where it's like there was no midfield. 
in that match. But that didn't happen here because you didn't get that early goal. Yeah, both teams were worried about making mistakes. That's exactly right. It was the one pass. It was the one through ball. It was the one pass that could be intercepted that no one was making. It felt everyone was playing safe. Agreed. It felt like this match was happening in game week eight because it was early in the season. The other thing I want to add is that we had a couple of surprises in the lineup with City. And I say surprises. I mean, are we surprised by anything at this point? Benjamin Mendy returns, as we've already mentioned. Yeah. Uh, and so that was uh, that was something new uh, after three matches away. And then, uh, you know, everywhere else, it was pretty much what we said. We've been saying Kyle Walker, mm-hmm. Laporte, Sterling, Aguero. They're, they're your certainties. But Aguero comes off pretty early in this Yeah, week. way early. And certainly that, you know, anyone who has him, wished he had stayed on long enough for the penalty. If you're a uh, an opponent of Manchester City, you wait to to get a penalty kick against you until Sergio Aguero comes off because once he comes off, there's no one else on City to take one right now, right? <laughs> not if Ilkay Gundogan or Yaya Toure are not on the pitch yeah. at that point. Well, yeah. well, um, is, is Yaya even in the country? I don't think so. I don't think so. This hasn't changed anything else though, right? Everything no, I mean, the hours we've spent on these two clubs. No, but, but uh, Men- think- Mendy being back, I think, does shake up a little bit depending on his health. I mean, just that, you know, if he's going to be back and healthy and performing, I mean, do you, do you know, if you had him already, is there a way for you to get him back? Are you interested in getting him back if you don't have him? And I, I did. And I don't, can't really think of a reason why. I, I mean, I just, I, I can't really do it easily. And, I'm definitely not getting rid of Andy Robertson to get him. So after that, it's kind of like, I just don't know. I just had an idea. Yeah. You know that uh, that game that fans play with American football where you pick one game to pick a winner, and you do it each week, and, and if you go through the whole season, you pick the winner each week. Oh, you just yeah. one random. Oh, yeah. you, just, you get to yeah, pick which Eliminator, game. yeah. Yeah, eliminator. Okay. Let's do that with city players. One player that you think will play next week. And we'll see how long. How long you can keep. We your can keep getting going. it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who's the one guy in and, game and, week? And, and you can't pick him twice, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. No That's one right. can be That's picked right. twice. Can't pick him twice in a row. So twice can in you a row. get to eleven? I guess. I guess the question well, would twice be twice in a row. Let's go twice in a row and see how long this can be sustained. How about that? No, no, no. I think once you pick a player, you can't pick him again. Mm. You're gonna no. run out of. There's not that many. People. So that's what I said. I there's, what are you talking about? There's 25 people <laughs> on the city enough. roster. At some point, you're going to pick Phil Foden and get it right. That's <laughs> probably true, actually. No, this this will work. This will work. We're doing this. We're making this up as we, we go. We might have to make some, some adjustments on the fly, I mean, but I like it. All right, Brian, who's going to play oh, for Manchester like, City in like game, game week at nine? All. Uh, I, I think uh, in game week nine, I will say, you know what? I'm going to put Laporte in there. Because he's, to me, the lowest common denominator of everyone on the field. As in, he's been out there every single time, and he... Uh, he, he fulfills a role, and Pep's keeping him in there. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He, he could rotate out at any point, but I don't think it's going to be well, anytime soon. Say that about any City player. That's why we're doing a game about this. Dave? Sort of. Some players haven't rotated yet. Um, all right. That's uh, not true. <laughs> Literally everybody's been rotated uh, at least once. No, Sergio Aguero hasn't. Neither has Laporte. No. Neither is Ederson. No, Laporte. So three players. Yeah, well, Laporte, Laporte played Laporte, every time. Uh, you're right. You're right. All three. Time, all three have. Um, right. And take, Bernardo Silva has featured every time too. Yeah, I will take Sterling. I say Sterling. Uh, I I could go Laporte, but I'm going to go different from Brian. 
All right. I'm and gonna... I know I'm, I know I'm, I'm assuming a little bit more risk there. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's very. It's it is risky. We are choosing. I should this. get more points for risk. Mm, no. no, that's not how this, <laughs> this works. Is, this all. This game is already. This game is already. Risky. Is already dumb. <laughs> but, so <laughs> he insulted me. I'm gonna go with David Silva. Oh, good. That's a good okay. choice. Yeah, all right. Sure. So, all right. Uh, just a quick one last note. We already know how good Liverpool's upcoming schedule is, basically through Christmas. Uh, Manchester City, uh, they alternate some matches that are not great with very good matches, but three of their next four are at home. Burnley next week. Just a quick note about Sergio Aguero versus Burnley here. Since November 2016, Sergio Aguero has scored six goals against Burnley in all competitions. He likes to score against Burnley. Somehow managed to not score against them at Turf Moor in February, but other than that, has scored, has scored, has at least two braces against Burnley uh, in the last couple of years. So Sergio Aguero, yet again, another example of a guy who crushes it at home and has history against a particular opponent. Uh, this is a great week for Sergio Aguero to, even if he plays 60 minutes, to probably have a, a decent match. That's hey, uh, real quick, before we move on, I w- what does Kyle Walker have to do to get some love? He doesn't have to do anything. Do you know he, what his he scores has are? Plenty, he has plenty of love from from some people. Do you know his what his family. scores are the last five weeks? <laughs> He's been very good. He's do been you know very what good. his scores have been? He has scored 35. 10, 6, yeah. 6, 7, 6. Yeah, he's That's been true. great. Why, why do I choose Mendy over that? Because he's cheaper. Look, Mendy. It Mendy had. There's he nothing about but, Mendy. But Mendy carries a lot more risk. Right. the The whole issue with Mendy is he loves boxing. How serious too much. is Pep when he says sometimes I love him and sometimes I want to kill him? No, that's serious. Right. That's serious. Now, I don't think he's really joking about that. And Mendy seems to think it's kind of funny. And so, it, it, you know, I think everyone feels like there is some serious disciplinary things that could go off the rails with that guy any week. So the whole thing with him is he's a solid, really solid defender. And the first few weeks of the season, he did exactly in attack what you would, mm-hmm. what was predicted and hoped of him That's through right. the first few weeks. Okay. So if he's healthy and out there, if I if I can only know, the best analysis <laughs> I can provide is to know if Mendy's going to play. Check the boxing schedule. In England. <laughs> is Anthony Joshua around anytime? Oh, he will be fighting for a while. Southampton nil, Chelsea three, Hazard, Barkley, Murata. Wait a minute. Did I say Barkley? You sure did. Man, man of the match. Ross Barkley. Man of the match performance from, from I haven't seen, Everton's ex-finest. Yeah. I haven't seen this since he was at Everton. Uh, it's been a while since. like early, like He was not doing this late at Everton either. Like This is this is crazy. But But let's not get too excited. I mean, he's coming off of... Three ones, right, and now a thirteen. He was out there entirely because Kovacic was getting a was getting a breather. So Kovacic had started. Barkley had had spelled him up to this point, but Kovacic played midweek, okay. and so Ross Barkley, I think first choice has been clearly Kovacic. Kovacic. Mm-hmm. This to me is just a perfect storm of terrible opponent 
and Ross Barkley taking advantage of a good matchup. The story of this week was, did you captain Eden Hazard or not? Yes. His his hot streak continues. Oh, tell me all about well, three. it, Scott. 14 three, points. Three, it came down between three captains. For, the, for everyone in our mini league, for the most part, Kane, Aguero, and Hazard. The people who jumped up in our mini league in a significant way, Captain Hazard. That's right. Yeah. Scott, it was I, the, it was the difference. Both. Ironically, I didn't jump. It was the difference between <laughs> I did. It was the difference between a, a, a far above average week and a and an average or below average that's, week. That's well, right. That's correct. With, score, with City and Liverpool playing each other, a Hazard captain helped make up the gap yeah. for any of those players' performances, yeah. especially the your attacking players, obviously. Uh, everywhere else, I'm, you know, clean sheet here for Chelsea. So your well, typical defender and so if we points. Can, if you want, we can either ask questions about the peripheral players here, or mm. we can do a how to say. No. Well, first of all, are there peripheral players we would add from Chelsea, or is the storyline the same? No, only only my question about this being the fourth straight start for Olivier Giroud and wondering, is it even possible? And in those is four po- starts... Is it possible that they're settling into a rotation here where he starts and gets about 60 minutes and Murata comes on and does what he does here? Ryan, the answer is yes, but it doesn't matter. Okay. 10, 2, 2, and 5 in those four starts. Well, I'm just saying like that's that's not terrible. That's not bad, Scott. It's, it, not, it's not terrible. It's, it's not. expensive... For it's, someone it's like seven, Giroud, seven eight, that's not cheap. It, it's not. It's not bad though. No. Would you choose Giroud at that price or Marco at a little less? I would. I would. I me. would make a case for Marco, and we can talk about that. But that has a lot to do with schedule. He's a hammer. You can't trust him. Also, injuries. Drew <laughs> right. doesn't really get hurt. That's exactly it. No, I. I mean, I'm just asking. I just think that that's. No, I'm sure. I mean, good. Good for Giroud. I think the feeling from Ch- the feeling from Chelsea fans. It seems like everybody can sense that Giroud fits better, better. Yeah. with what Hazard they're tra- with what they're much, trying right? to do. Yeah. And and Murata's not. I mean, he's he's that's two well, goals. He's got two two matches. He did two, waste all, in all competitions. Two straight goals now for Murata. I mean, he got he, set up. And still, it was fifty percent. He had two. Right. Um, Amazing chances, and he scored one of them. Right. So, anyway. Would this game have made a difference? It wouldn't have if Danny Ings wouldn't have decided to be the wasteful player of the week. You know what? No, he's not most wasteful because it it meant nothing. He's not. He's not because it wouldn't have mattered toward the result. But it would have been the first goal of the game for Southampton. In other words, no, it would have been the first goal of the game. Yeah, right, exactly. It was 0-0. It would have helped. It would have set a different tone. Danny Ings, three points in the last three matches. Right. I mean, Danny Ings did not play against Liverpool. He had a he had a no return last week, which I don't think was surprising. And then I, I own Ings, and I didn't. I wasn't playing him this week. I mean, yeah. there was there was not really a chance I was doing that. Literally, but. nobody has scored more than three points in the last three matches for Southampton. Yeah, this is not a good stretch. Now, two of those three opponents were Liverpool and Chelsea. In right. fairness, that's exactly. And it. the so, third one was Wolves, who is right, who's the most informed non-big six club. But basically, right now. that what that says to me is, if you own a Saint, everything they're a fringe player, and it entirely depends on fixture luck. That's it. So Bertrand. yes, but that but yeah, you, you're right. Do you still own him? I do, but well, I actually want to get rid of him. Of course. <laughs> Because well, he's, he's, fi- he's $5 and he's, and he's not, there's other players at that price there, and less that are not worth it now, or that are better value. Well, and or go to Doherty. Go to Lovren. You would have, no. uh, I'll go tell you Doherty. this, you would feel different about, go to Gomez. you would feel different about Ryan Bertrand if he, one, if Danny Ings kicks the ball into the net because instead of kicking assist. it over. That's an assist That's for Bertrand. Right. And Bertrand had a similar 
miss to start the second half. Well, he had a shot. Had a had a decent shot in the same kind I of agree. same kind of same same not as close but a similar kind yeah. of shot. I you're right. Uh, so Bertrand, it's not not because he didn't have good chances. I'm still gonna own Ings just because of price, and I'm not. But and and it's not worth the transfer for me right now. I can't do it. He just he's is he kind of stuck in limbo with the. Well, he's five six. I mean, he's a he's or five seven something like that. I mean, he's gone up at least once since the start of the season. And I mean, Jimenez is the only other guy. That's it at that price. The so. other thing, Dave, and I know that you know this because you're the discount defender guy. For fact. Um, you know, if you've got three defenders that you're comfortable playing on a weekly basis, there you, you really don't feel an urge. There's usually another place where you can use your free transfer every week right. than with your fourth or fifth defender. Hey, I get it. So Brian Bertrand, he can stay in that second spot on my bench. That's how I live my life. Honestly, Brian Bertrand is. But, a, <laughs> but but what I would say he is you. a good. He's a good second bench guy. Sure, if you can put him there, but. I think there are better options that would be cheaper for you, and you can put that money elsewhere. That's a my, good point. In my opinion. Um, Danny Ings had four shots in the match. Only Eden Hazard had more of any of any player that was on the Is pitch. that a good thing or a bad thing? Good. I want volume. That's the only thing. That's the only difference between him and anybody else is volume. So you're not put and, off and, by the fact that he missed all those chances. I mean, the, the one he missed, it literally was harder to miss than make. Um, it was... Honestly, the uh, Sterling had one like this last year where it literally was like yeah from about two feet out, right? Yeah, that's about. <laughs> he already has more goals this, this season. Was, he already has more goals this season, and I think a lot of people would have given him credit it's for at three? least inside the six. Yeah, yard I mean, box. that's 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 what you were hoping for in those first matches, anyhow. It's true. So the question is, did you transfer him in before those goals or after? I transferred him in after the first goal, so I got two Danny Ings goals uh, for the season. All right. Anything else here with? So, oh wait. You're going to teach us how to say somebody's name. Well, yeah. Let's go I there. Said I Let's do that. There. Yeah, I want to hear. I, I wasn't expecting it so soon. Well, it's not. It's it's overdue. So this is. Are we gonna. We have how to say. Can you have music? Is there music, Dave? I'm sure I could work have, out something. If you can have music for this, how to say? I would like the song "Magic" by the band Pilot. It's a song that everyone knows to hear, and probably no one would mad. know. That, like, yeah, of course. You know, everybody knows that song. Sure. I love that. Uh, this you'll hear. You'll hear why once we get to the end. Okay. This week's how to say is overdue. Like I said, considering one, this is Chelsea's fourth clean sheet this season. Two, he has one of the longest, most annoying-looking last names in <laughs> Premier League history. <laughs> Of course, we know this 24-year-old Spanish goalkeeper's first name. Very simple. Kepa. Not oh. Kepa. Oh, but that... No, it's not Kepa. It is Kepa. You mean it, it's not short for goal Kepa? <laughs> wow. It is not. Even David. I, the, the pun lover of the pod... Is, I, <laughs> the hate that just came my way uh, if this was only on video. Oh, but that last name... Looks like a doozy, doesn't it? Doozy. Or should I say, looks like a doozy? <laughs> what? Yes, the Spanish Z, which of course in Spain is pronounced like a th. Oh, that's right. From as Cazella. we have in English, it's uh, different in Latin America, where the Z is pronounced more like an s. Dave, uh, Latin America refers to most of the countries south of the United States, what you usually call America's turds. Uh, that, that, that is 
Not true. Yes, Keppa's last. True. Yes, Keppa's last name. I do not want MS yes, Keppa, coming after me. Yes, Keppa's last name is a real treat <laughs> because it just feels like it will never end when you look at it, but it just flows and flows when you actually say it. Chelsea's terrific new keeper this season is none other than Keppa Aretha Balaga. Aretha Balaga. Aretha. Aretha Balaga. As in Franklin. As in, nope. yeah. Aretha. Oh my no, it's sort of it's like Aretha. You two. Yeah. You Aretha, Aretha Balaga. Yeah, Aretha but ba- Brian, Balaga. You, but Brian, you asked. Aretha Franklin Balaga. Please stop. <laughs> All right, sorry. But Brian, you ask, why the song Magic by the band Pilot? But Brian, why the song Magic by the band Pilot? Well, I'll tell you, you dimwits. It's because <laughs> the hilarious Chelsea supporters who already gave us the greatest song I thought we would ever hear about Cesar Azpilicueta right. sure. have given us yet another great song, this time about Keppa, very directly at the expense of Thibaut Courtois. It's the chorus of Magic. Oh, 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 it's Keppa. You know, he's better than effing Tebow. <laughs> wow. Ruthless, <laughs> savage Chelsea supporters have taken to their guy. And honestly, who? Though, Tebow, who? I, honestly, I've seen that kid make at least three saves this year. Courtois would have never made. He had two in this match. One of them against Courtois Danny Ing was so that's slow right. that, that saved a All goal. All of them and were up in that top corner. Yep. Yeah. Courtois yep. was big, but very slow. Keppa is is in the middle, and man, he's quick. I I have my respect level for him is very high. Keppa, Aritha Balaga. I realized something while you were talking, Brian. Yeah. He has as many A's in his last name as Pedro has letters in his name. Wow. That is probably true. I'm five, not going to fact five, check it. Five A's. Yeah, it's all A's. Pedro is last five name. letters. Mm. Um, That's my only point. Wow, Scott. Brilliant. I mean, I'm sorry. You can make your joke, and I can't make my interesting <laughs> no. joke. No, you, yes, no. you definitely can. Thank you. Great. Um, the only other question I would have about this, you're welcome for the how to say. <laughs> Thank you. Well done, Brian. Well done. Well done. I didn't think as as magic fades as, would get a reference. As magic fades into the into the distance. This might um, be my last pod as MS13 comes after me. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate that. Marcus Alonso. Yeah. Would you consider going without Marcus Alonso as this is now his fourth straight blank? Define blank. Well, as in no attacking returns, which had been consistent through the first four matches. Yes, a clean sheet here. Of course, you are you love a clean sheet from Marcus Alonso. But yeah, I'm sticking with him. Yeah, five, the question is, what do you think he's going to do moving forward? Five yeah. touches inside of 18 yards. He had two shots, at least, in, the, in that area uh, in the match. So at least there was a little bit of something, but... No, you stick with Marcus Alonso. Okay. Yeah, point. I'm sticking no, I'm just, with him. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not selling him. I own him. I'm not. I'm only asking it more of a as a tactic and my, my defense question. right now is set up to crush. And uh, well, it's great, Dave. Yeah. I'm really good. Yeah, sure. I'm good. Glad for you. Saints' schedule is whatever. At Bournemouth, home to Newcastle, and then at Manchester City, you don't. You'll, you lo- only love them in the best possible matchups, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chelsea get three of their next four matches at home, so. Manchester United turmoil 
turmoil city uh, at Burnley, home to Palace, and then home to Everton. That's their next four. So Chelsea continues to have, uh, as we've said, a, a fantastic run that just yeah. keeps on going all season long. Speaking of five, Fulham one, Arsenal five. Come on, you got us! I was ready for that one. <laughs> Andre Sherla puts one in for the Cottagers, but really, who cares when you have Lacazette, Obama Yang, both scoring two, and Aaron Ramsey putting in a fifth? It's the kind of match that the stats, I feel like, don't matter even a little bit because it was just Arsenal was so obviously good and Fulham is just so obviously not good. Yeah. Actually, the uh, West Ham defender scoring update really should be switched to the Fulham defender scoring update. Not a single point from anyone in the back five for Fulham. Fulham has uh, Fulham has a defensive issue that is not uh, that is not going away anytime soon. They can and they've already rotated a keeper once, so can't imagine that the keeper has much to do with it. Through eight matches, anyone with a D under position for Fulham. You combine all those points, it's 30 fantasy points through eight game weeks. They get at least four of them a match. This is crazy. Yeah. yeah. They're I, averaging less than one point per defender per match. That's not good. That's that's the fantasy perspective of what you're describing, Brian, about how bad they're Yeah, and, and so now I'm guessing all of the hype and all of the people who were really, really high on Alexander Mitrovic when he was scor- scoring whenever he wants to start. And now, I mean... Listen, I've already said Andre Sherla has the potential to be my third Shakiri. I have multiple Shakiris this season already. <laughs> Sherla's like the third on my list. Just because he's a guy that I it's obvious what he's producing, like his output has like what he's doing offensively. Yeah. But moving to him is such a uh is just it's slow. And I can't imagine what it would be to to bring him on. But I mean obviously his goal was nice. Chip, chipped uh, Lino, which yeah. was nice. Len, is it Lino? Or we'll talk about that some okay, other time. Okay. Um, <laughs> now, Did you do some research and not tell me? Who led the Who led Fulham in shots in this match? You want to know? Sherla? Yes. He had seven. Wow. Sherla took seven shots. I didn't know they had that many shots in the game. Two of them on target. Mitrovic had two shots total. So, can I, can I put a pin in your balloon, Brian? No, I mean... I'm going to read the points from Andre Sherla for the last five weeks. I know. It's not great. <laughs> no, it's not great. Mitrovic scored more, If you, even if you go to no, the last three weeks. It doesn't matter what they have done. We Remember, we're in the business of trying to figure out what they're going to do. Sure, but even... Mitrovic, the last three or four weeks, have hasn't scored over two. And that one game False. was against Watford. Yes, he put eight in on Watford. Yeah, so three out of the last four weeks, he hasn't scored more than two, except one game where he scored eight against Watford. And Watford, as you rightfully pointed out, and we'll get to it as I will sing your praises, has been (laughs) Oh, man, I can't wait to get to Watford. But listen, (laughs) Sherla has done the exact same thing, except replace Watford with this match against Arsenal. Sherla's been no better. Right. Like it's The issue, though, is he's warming up. The, <laughs> up, the two of them combined. He's just not great yet. Yeah, Andre uh, Sherla and Alexander Mitrovic are both in the top five for shots and shots on target for the season. We're so, really 
arguing over who do you want as your third forward versus your fourth midfielder here, right? I mean, right? Is there a reason for you to own Andre Sherla or Ryan Frazier? Because that's about the that's the that's in the range that you're talking about and here. And Frazier's had price. a couple of down weeks, but still give me some Ryan Frazier. I right. agree. That, and this is exactly why. Like I, I'm saying that I have an affinity for Andre Sherla. I'm not actually buying him. I can't. I can't do it. There's nobody on my in my midfield that I'm like barring injury that would make me want to move to him and okay. but i feel like this is not out of the question because of again just shot volume and he and he's done it even in a even in a trash game where nobody could do anything for fulham he still has a nice uh, a nice goal here mm-hmm John Michael Sarri still has more points on this season than Andre Sherry. I know. I saw that. Hey, that's, listen, uh, but, that's, hey, that's enough Fulham talk, right? right. No, Let's go. Well, Let's... Hold on. I do want to address this because a lot of people own Mitrovic. Okay. And, and what I want to bring up is this. Yeah. Their next, let's address Fulham's schedule. The next three games at Cardiff, home to Bournemouth, and then at Huddersfield. Yeah. And while Cardiff and Huddersfield are, are not great scoring They're about teams. equivalent to Fulham right Right. Now. Well, no, that's what but I was going to say. they actually play defense. They won't <laughs> score on you, but they will keep you from scoring. Cardiff's so giving up I'm a lot of goals. Fulham, right. Fulham I think playing, you, are, you have a misconception about Cardiff's defense. Fulham is playing at Cardiff, home to Bournemouth, and Bournemouth, will get to them, has been fantastic at home, yep. and then at Huddersfield. Well, I'm just saying this. If I know Mitrovic, I might want to look in other places. Well, you might want to. Yes. You're not going to hold him for those three matches. No. If you're not going to hold him for those three matches, you're not going to hold him for anything. Yeah, I wouldn't. I think okay, you should okay. get rid of him. All right. Well, well then, so or say it that way. Sell Mitrovic, no matter enough. what. All right. Fair enough. And Dave, I'm not. I I agree in the sense that Fulham and Cardiff, because they just have they have such recent history against each other, just a season ago, fighting their way mm. into the into the Premier League. And they're both going to have history in the championship again next year. They very well might. But <laughs> and what, I, what I was going to say is Cardiff is joint worst so far this season for yes. goals allowed at That's home. That's what I'm saying. Which like is, Cardiff's which defense is, is not and great. And Fulham is the other team. So yeah, they are yeah. they are both two, the two worst in terms of home so goals So I'm going to differ from Dave because I am currently a Mitrovic owner. I, I'm not saying I would go to him. I, I would put a bet on the fact that he's going to score at least one, maybe two goals over the next three. He might, he'll probably score one. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't bet against. All him. right, can we stop with Fulham now? Fine. All right, Arsenal, put in five goals. Good uh, for you, Scott Lacazette. All right, so boom. Listen, give me some five. I have had a terrible season, but as you heard in Scott's shot for this week, yeah, uh, things might be starting to look up. But one of the things that I did for the first time, a transfer worked out for me. You listened to the podcast. I did. <laughs> no, here's exactly what I did. I, and I feel bad for people who hear me on the podcast because I almost always change my mind after I listen <laughs> by, to the podcast. Game time. Isn't that weird? No. Like I say one thing as I'm sitting here, but then when I listen to us again, I'm like, Oh no, yeah, I'm I'm an idiot. Right. Like, don't no. listen to me. Right. And then when I set up the like, it's it's a weird thing that's going. Like, I, if you heard the Scott shot, you know I'm in I'm in turmoil. I'm in crisis right now. It's fine. It's whatever. I'm not. I'm I'm gonna get through it. But this week's transfer, I I said on the pod last week I was going to keep Zaha. He's coming off a six. Why would you transfer him out mm-hmm. now? I think mm-hmm. you agreed with me on that, Brian. Dave was like, "Why do you own him?" I listened to the pod and I was like, "Why do I own him?" Why do I own Zaha? Right, right. And what really what it was was not Zaha. The issue is not Zaha. But I did transfer him out for Lacazette, in case anyone couldn't figure that out yet. I transferred Zaha out. I have money in my bank. I, I transferred in Lacazette. But here's why I really did it. 
I looked in my lineup, and in my starting 11, because of matchups, I had three Chelsea players, three Liverpool players, and three Palace players. And yeah. I hated that. You need to be diverse. I hated that. Yeah. And I had predicted a 1-0 Palace loss to Wolves, which turned out to be exactly right. You did predict so that. So it, it, knowing that that could be... But like that was my prediction. I was like, why am I going to have three Palace players here? Anyway, long story short, brought Lacazette in 12 points in this match. Uh, not enough to uh, overcome Aubameyang's output in this match, which was 15. Subbed on. Look, Fulham doesn't have a great defense. Arsenal's not this great juggernaut. But I, I know this. They've won nine in a row. And yes, it's been against weaker competition. I am not saying that they are can challenge for a title. Dave, but it, it is really fun to see them get much weaker than this competition. Understood. But I tell you, it's nice to finally start seeing maybe the defense tighten up a little bit. It's nice to start seeing goals go in and just get just get some wins. Get some momentum going with a new coach and some new signing signings being brought in with, you know, it's just good to see. Half your defense is Mustafi and Holding. That doesn't bother you? Mustafi bothers me horribly, but Rob Holding is okay. Okay. He's okay. Nacho and Bellerin yeah, have both, had three great weeks in a row. Both assisted this week. Yeah. Six, eight, and f- six, eight, and five for Bellerin, six, six, and five for Monreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, as a differential, I again, I still say there's no reason why Nacho Monreal should be owned 8% less than Hector Bellerin. I agree. So I don't that the percentages don't make any sense, but either guy I I understand, especially if Bellerin has Bellerin gone back up to five and a half. If he's still five point four, he he's I mean that, still that, he's still five point four. That might make the decision for you, depending on what your money is. But again, based on percentages, I don't know why Nacho's not owned more, uh, other than the fact that he's five and a half dollars. I still have money in my bank. Would now be a good time to go from Bertrand? You got to go up a little bit, but but Bertrand to Nacho. Um, well, their, their schedule upcoming is home to Leicester at Palace, home to Liverpool, home to Wolves. So three yeah, of the three next four, four games at are at home. So, but the, I mean, I feel like those four. I feel like those four matches are all really uh, will be a good test to kind of show where they are. Just because, yeah. well, so eleven goals between Gunners and Foxes last season in the two matches That's good. at home. Arsenal won four three. It was the first match of the season last season, but it was four, it was that amazing, you know, that amazing match that kicked everything off four three. Vardy had three goals. We I think I had mentioned that at some point uh, it, it, within the last few weeks. But Vardy scored three times against uh, Arsenal last season. But Ramsey, Lacazette, Obama Yang, and Danny Welbeck all scored once at some point uh, against Leicester City last year. So. No, I mean I feel like that's uh, you know Leicester has a Leicester has an offense that's capable I think at Crystal Palace isn't really easy. Uh it's not an easy place to go. Even though yeah. Crystal Palace can't score at home. They can't, but they're still better at home. I mean they're I mean they're better at home than they are than they are away. They haven't scored a goal at home all year in four games. I'm just saying that Crystal Palace is better at home, and going to Selhurst Park is not an easy. Agreed. That's not an easy place to go. Right. And then Liverpool and Wolves. I mean, it's four matches where you know there's capability. Fulham, obviously incapable. So yeah. they should win five one against. Agree. Against Fulham, the shocking thing is that Aubameyang. Doesn't start, start, comes on, and then he and Ramsey both go bonkers, you know, against a tired Fulham defense. So, 
if you have either one of those guys, which I imagine not too many people still do, you're probably pretty happy. Lacazette's the guy, though, yeah. right? He yes. has been yes. and continues yes. to be so. And he's he's much cheaper than Aubameyang. If, I mean, I... Yeah, I would have loved to have had the money to go straight from Wilfred Zaha to Alexander Lacazette. It's not a move that hardly anyone can make in one. That is kind of one move. That much money. Well, I didn't tell you. I did take a negative four for the first time this season and balanced it with a Mane to Madison move. I do still have a couple. Okay, so I do still have a couple. Some up there. Yeah, I do have a couple pounds in the bank still. But I, I, that was half of my moves this week. Who are you, Arsene Wenger? I mean. You just keeping money in the bank? What are you doing? Spend oh, don't it. worry. Don't worry, I will. Spend it. Don't worry. <laughs> Says the guy with team value everywhere. Hey, listen, I, I got a little money in the bank right now, but I got a lot of money on the field. <laughs> Anything else that uh, is noteworthy here that we haven't already discussed? Obviously, Lacazette is the catalyst for Arsenal. Obviously, Dave is overhyping Arsenal's defense, but what else do we no, know? Well, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not, but... Ever since Torreira came in, I'm a broken record. Yeah, Guendouzi. Well, <laughs> this brings me to the one of my weird points. Last three matches. Who, who's the guy that I've been screaming to get out of the lineup? Xhaka. Okay. Yeah. I've been wanting him gone. Gone, 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 And he's gone, not gone. been gone. And this is what's so weird. Guess who was captain this week? Xhaka. Yes. Yeah. Weird of weirdness, That's like right? the opposite of gone. <laughs> yes. This is what I figured out. <laughs> Granite Xhaka... And Dehan Lovren are the same dude. Not the same physical dude, the same type of dude. And mm. and when they have to be the number one at their position and not the number two, they fail miserably. Dehan Lovren okay. was a joke of a defender until he was playing next to Virgil van Dijk. Yeah. And at Southampton and now at Liverpool, both times, all of a sudden, it has raised Lovren's defensive status granite jaca has been a joke as a player this year and i've been screaming and screaming you can easily see his missed passes and missed passes on the pitch every single week that put arsenal in a horrible defensive position that's the other thing so arsenal's defense what has made them statistically bad giving up goals has been the fact that granite jaca has been giving balls away right in front of the defense that's right and now they're in bad positions to try to defend their own self that's right it's not that, that the defense was all of a sudden that bad mustafi's <laughs> but other than that everything else is fine <laughs> my point being is now once Torreira started jaca now looks amazing Torreira was the somehow somehow granite jaca now has looks good and has gained a captainship and all because Torreira started. That has been the piece that has really started to make Arsenal look really good. Was this your Arsenal moment? Yeah. Oh, I would have stopped listening if you had said that <laughs> up front. Dave is referencing a baseball analogy that we've used, though, in the past. And this is not a baseball podcast. But, you know, in baseball, most Major League Baseball clubs have a five-man rotation when it comes to their starting pitchers. Right. And, uh, and it matters what order that rotation is in. Yep. When you're the number two or number three guy in the rotation, that means that typically you're going up against another team's number two or number three pitcher. Whereas if you're the ace, you're usually going up against the other team's ace. And if you're not ace material, so but you're guys, going up against ace material, you're not going to come out looking good in that equation. And some, and some guys can't handle certain pressures. That's exactly right. The, there's the, listen, Any coach will tell you there's one center back 
on the field. The coach knows it, that center back knows it, and the other center back knows who's the boss out there. That's exactly right. There and is so, an ace center back uh, for just about every club. Yes. Just about every club. That is fact. And – and Dude. the same thing in terms of holding midfielders. And oftentimes a defense, if they don't have a, uh, in my opinion, if they don't have a declared number one, which if the coach doesn't handle that, and they have they have a couple of guys who would be considered number good number twos, but they're not good enough to be number mm-hmm. ones. And anyways, twos are out there. Listen, sometimes the defense will be shaky. That's exactly right. And so, anyways, I just think bottom line is bottom line is I I it pains me beyond. Everything to say it. Granite Xhaka is better with Herrera better. on the pitch. Yeah. And and anyways, Ozil was out with back spasms. He had come off a 10-3-10. And surprise, no one knew about it because there's no injury protocol, Scott. But Ozil sits out. Yeah, and they said that he couldn't even train. So, I mean. It, he, it must obviously was was not great. Yeah, I don't know what you're going to do. Not, not own Mesut Ozil. That's, that's yeah, a that's fact. For sure. Well, I don't know if that's that. I mean. Come on. I don't own him. I'm just saying you kind of throw him in the trash. I'm not sure I'm ready to throw him in the trash. I mean, he hasn't gotten out of the trash for me. 10-3-10 last three weeks. Beat beat that. Yeah, it's true. Tottenham won. Cardiff nil. Lone goal, Eric Dyers. So weird. So Um, weird. So weird, man. And it was a weird, like, tap-in goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just the right place at the right time for Eric Dyer. The thing about this... I feel like we should have called it the disappointment derby. <laughs> um, this this match, yeah. Not only because we have a new nominee for the most pointless fantasy goal of the season. Mm, it, you should have sure. said one point seven percent ownership assisted by one point eight percent ownership. Mm. Amazing. Eric Dyer's first goal since April twenty seventeen. The funnest way to score fantasy points. Um, <laughs> Spurs, for as terrible as things have been for them. This is Tottenham Hotspur's joint best start to a Premier League season in their history. 18 wow. points so far for the season. In, hold on. In, in their Premier League history, they never the had more. It is the joint best ever start to a Premier League season for Tottenham Hotspur. Wow. Wow. I mean, they are, that is with just about every possible all, issue in, that you can imagine. Stadium? Stadium issues. Injuries? Injury issues. Half their club coming back from the World Cup late. No Asian, signings. Asian no games. No signings. Like Asian the Asian games, games right. losing losing Sun for a, a few matches because of a of a Asian tournament. They like th- there is nothing that could have gone more wrong for them. Oh, but to, don't don't forget about the legal troubles. And Hugo Lloris <laughs> drunk. Dr- <laughs> they're the, the, oh my gosh. The captain of the World Cup winning squad. Getting a drunk driving uh, arrest a few weeks ago. Which, by the way, put the words "drunk" in uh, the word "drunk" in bold type. <laughs> yeah, for Hugo Lloris. Is there a super drunk de- <laughs> designation? <laughs> no, it's just it's amazing to me that that they've managed to be this. They've looked not great, and I just think that means that they've looked underwhelming well but we have not even come close to seeing them in any sort of stride at any point yet this season and yet where is harry kane in forward scoring he's okay this season he's He's okay second is he third has he fallen somehow to third he's probably only he's fourth behind aguero wilson lacazette but that just wilson and lacazette right had two giant weeks this week i mean 45 points he's really expensive he's nearly salah's price right but 
I mean, and, 45 points isn't bad. And that, that would bring me to a segment we like to call, here's your bad pun from me. All right. Discainsolation. <laughs> it would be a play on disconsolation. Brian, do I need to discainsolation? As match of the day announcer, some man said, uh, <laughs> <Some> <laughs> Harry man. Kane has scored against 26 of the 27 clubs that he's faced. Guess who the exception is? Cardiff. <sighs> if not for Sean Morrison <laughs> saving Lucas Mora off the line yep. in the second half, Kane gets at least an assist here. What about Alderweireld saving his save well, off that, the line? Yeah, I mean that's a, that's its own the that's two, its two own the, thing. Two of the best saves off the yeah, line. Excellent ever defensive see. plays by two. I would say very good central defenders. That's, yeah, Morrison and Alderweireld. Yes. Sean Morrison is a menace on set pieces. Yeah, don't say those two names in the same breath, though. Scott, no. don't. You're such a poo pooer. Thank you, Harry Kane. <laughs> Sean Morris is the A center back for Cardiff. Oh, fact, yeah. No doubt. doubt. That's just not saying a lot. Thank you, Harry Kane. This is my Tottenham Hotspur. Hold moment. on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Harry Maguire was the A center back in Hull City before he went to, to Leicester and before he was on the A center back for England in his ascent in the last three years. Fact. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. On poo-pooing on Morrison. All right, so you are you predicting that Sean Morrison is going to move to... I don't uh, know what nationality he is. Is he Welsh? I can tell you. If only there was a way. You'll edit this out, right, Dave? Just Maybe. to remember as you're listening just, to this later I might on. Just let, I'm, if I don't fall asleep while I'm listening to this part, yeah, I'll, I'll probably edit it out. Last week I know. Did you notice that? He's English. He's English. Oh, good. So when so when Sean Morrison, because he's English, is center backing next to Harry Kane. Look, Scott, next wait. to Harry Maguire. <laughs> Thank look, you, Brian. <laughs> All wait, wanna... are you saying that? Are you saying? Are you predicting right now that Sean Morrison will be the center back, a center back at Watford next season? Is that what you're predicting right now? No. Look, wait, wait. You said mid table, so Manchester United. No, I mean uh, he could. Let's just let's move on. I'd take him in Arsenal. Look, probably. all I want to say is. <laughs> Over I'm oh, glad. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, Harry Kane, oh, yeah. for getting after Rawls and sticking up for your guy. Yeah, but thank oh. you, thank you, not for getting a yellow card out of it. Hey, uh, how about how about <laughs> Trippier? Trippier fits into the Danny Ings ca- uh, categories of guys I don't want to fight. Trippier, did you see Trippier come after Rawls? Scrappy, call him Scrappy. Man, I'm not crossing Ings when he's mad, and I'm not crossing Trippier either. You're, you're just you're just intimidated by tattoos. No, maybe, but I don't know. Look, I say discainsolation because he had six shots, two on target. He had all the touches you want inside of 18 yards. He had all he had three of his shots there. Son, Mora, and Kane all the busiest people inside of 18 yards in this match. And they all three had chances to score or assist each other throughout the match. And it just didn't happen. And it was worse after the sending off because Cardiff was already packing it in. They packed it in even tighter after that. It just was not the day. And, and it, all you can do is chalk it up. I feel like to Cardiff being super defensive and Spurs just not making the most of their chances. Should I be concerned as a Kane owner? His yes. Last, you don't last, have to say more, but yes. last five games. 2-2, two, 9-13-1. Two, yeah, you, of, course you, of course you don't want a one from Harry Kane. You don't want two from Harry Kane. You want at least six from Harry Kane. All right. So 
So the, so the fact that this match, Harry Kane, by far the most one of the most transferred in forwards for the for the game week, and the most captain player in the most obviously good matchup to date, and it just didn't work. Yeah, I, I and a lot of people listen, captained him. I get that. Like as a guy, so I don't own Kane. Full disclosure, I do own Hazard. But as someone who owns Hazard, I dare say that if I owned both, I'm gonna ride the Hazard captainship until there's a reason not to. That's a very fair point, and I I don't have an argument for that. No, there's not. Except that except that it was Harry Kane who had finished with nine and thirteen in the two weeks prior to this, right? Playing against the worst defense in. The Premier League so far. That's it. I mean, yeah. there there is no other there is no other argument other than everyone was on this, and so anyone who went that way paid the price in a one week dud. Yeah, and and it and it was just bad for this week. But there were so many other players like that this week who had a great matchup who were plugged by just about it, everybody. It, there was who weird, laid an egg. There were some weird results. Yeah, are we done here? Because I want to make one more Cardiff note as we close this match out. The only thing is that uh, there are updates on all of the Spurs' major player injuries. So if you want to talk about that now or later, we can. No, go ahead. Just that Christian Eriksen, everyone was in a panic because Danish team manager, who we'll say some other day, <laughs> um, he had said that Christian Eriksen was dealing with the, a chronic abdominal injury. And so it sent the it sent the footballing world into a tizzy because it was since when when is this since when is he having is there a, chronic... a translation issue on what the word chronic yes that's means? exactly <laughs> it thank you football London for clearing up what what was sent to some folks it, uh, it, it was it was an issue in the initial interpretation of his comments uh, what he actually said was more of a conditional it was the chance of becoming chronic today. Christian Eriksen's uh, his agent put all of it to rest and just said there is no chronic issue. He's not dealing with anything of, of a serious nature. Spurs officially are saying they are at ease with his conditioning, his training, and he should be he should be back. But they're obviously going to take him, you know, take it easy with him. Yeah. They're not rushing him back of of out of anybody. Uh, Delhi Pochettino said prior to Cardiff, he thinks Delhi needed to be smarter about the injury that he had picked up when England played Spain in the Nations League Cup match that they played, that Delhi was hurt in that match, and he stayed out there knowing that he was injured. And so Poch questioned the youthful indiscretion of Delhi to play. Kind of questioning, basically saying, one, first he said directly, it's on the player. The player has the first responsibility to know their to know their body, to know their yeah. injury, to make to make big boy decisions when it comes down to it, and then said too, like players take it as like a sign of you know kind weakness. of like a sign of weakness or yeah. a manhood issue of like I need to try to push through, I need to try to you know even if I'm tired, even if I'm hurt, I need to I need to keep pushing, and Poch is saying no, hey, well it's he's not right. you go Poch go get right. on the bench. Poch is right, and and I dare say that if any players happen to be listening right now, hear the hear these words. It's one thing to fight through something, if you can, for your club that pays you wages to play. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to fight through an injury for your country, for which there's absolutely nothing that you're playing for besides pride. Right. And lots of people have, are rightly furious about having to pay attention to that kind of thing. And so many players you know, taking breaks, going to play for their country, 
picking up injuries. It happened to Ryan Frazier this week, which is annoying. Jurgen Klopp lead, leading the charge. Right. Aggressively uh, attacking international play this past week. I mean, obviously they have Musa Dembella and Serge Aurier out, but that's that's lower. I think that's only a, that's only a, a, a tactical and decision making issue for them. But Jan Vertonghen's the other gigantic one. Initially thought no more than six weeks for the hamstring injury he got against Huddersfield. The Mirror is reporting that uh, Tottenham is expecting could be two months. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, I had read. So maybe against Chelsea after the next insane break at the end of November, maybe. Team says they'll know more after a scan this week, but, I mean, plenty of people still, I mean, not plenty. I mean, there's a decent number of people that still own Vertonghen, but yeah. might as well move on if you have him. Last thing I want to say here is uh, a Cardiff mention, and I dare say the only time this guy will probably be mentioned all year. I'm giving out my fantasy half point at this moment, Dave. Oh, wow. To Joe Rawls. Oh, to really? anyone who has really the, deserve that? To anyone who has the audacity to make the kind of tackle that he made that ended up getting him sent off with a straight red, I mean I mean that takes something. That takes some some you know what, you know where. You know what Either I'm saying? That or just a dumb blockhead. Hey, listen, he's in the Ooh. negative this week. I'll give him my honorary fantasy half point to make him feel a little bit you better. You didn't like Neil hilarious Neil Warnock? What, what? Men in Blazers, somebody sent it to Men in Blazers, his comments post-match where he said he's not endangering the life of a player, so I don't know why it's a red card. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Absolutely. Joke, Speaking right? of audacity, joke, right? it is the, it it is the Joe Rawls on. tackle on Lucas Mora of, of audacious <laughs> oh quotes. I mean, uh, it, I mean, there are people who are actually saying that it wasn't, uh, in, I mean, that, that we're saying something similar to that. And mm-hmm. that's why it shouldn't have been a red card. I'm like, are you kidding me? The ball was at least five yards. Is that is that is that? It it was it was definitionally cynical. Oh, I mean, it was 100%. it was it was it was Lucas Mora sprinting past him. Yes, he and is him so much faster I, there than is me. No way, I'm getting. That <laughs> I'm just guy. gonna take him out now. Yeah, even though the ball is at, it was five. I mean, that's not exaggerating, right? Five yards down the pitch. Yeah, it it was ridiculous. Um, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. One Unreal. one last thing that football.london pointed out which I think about Lucas Mora since since we can end yeah. a player talk about this. He has no goals since he lit up Manchester United. Right? So, not great. But he's been very threatening and had some very wasteful chances. Sure. And well, this is what this is what was pointed out on football.london this week is that despite his danger in attack, he's not doing anything for anyone else. So not only is he not finishing in the last four weeks for himself, he is not doing anything to create any anything for That's anyone around him. So eight key passes for Lucas Mora for the season. That's pretty good. It's not the best, but it's I mean it's decent. Zero big chances created, which for the positions that he's getting the ball, for the number of times that he's making a touch inside the box or many, on the way and 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 his dribbles and approach to the box to make nothing for anyone else uh it's not that it's a it's basically it's just it's them saying he's obviously like the potential is is there and this could just be a young you know kind of a young player who needs to get used to playing with the quality sure. of player that he's with but just uh, just an interesting thing that a guy like him, like Son and Kane, have 
such a connection. Delhi and Kane and, and, and all of those guys that have played there for a while have, are absolutely happy to, to assist each other yeah. and not necessarily score. Mora is not yet, does not yet have eyes for that. Gotcha. So if he can improve there, then Lucas Mora could really turn into something special. But for now, it was just a nice note. Can I say one more thing about Spurs? <laughs> Let's, we have to. <laughs> just about their matches. Listen. Oh, yeah. They pile up big time here. So after they play West Ham on the 20th, if they play PSV Eindhoven in the Champions League on the 24th, the next match after that, the league matches City. Nine, four matches in nine days for Spurs wow. from that point on. And they're not like great matches. So it's Manchester City, hammers again in the League Cup, at Wolves in the Premier League, and then uh, Eindhoven again on November 6th. Man. So they have a pile of stuff coming up. So what you're saying is with what they've dealt with so far and then with the schedule coming up, Tottenham just can't catch a break. They cannot catch a break. The only positive for them is that hopefully they'll have Ericsson back and ready to go for those matches. Delhi was Delhi's been like close a couple times, but yeah. they're, I mean they're obviously they need to take their time when it comes to injuries like that. So mm-hmm. in a way, the break is coming at a good time for them. However, it's it's approaching yet another uh, another really tough run for Spurs. Dave, yo yo, four down. Yep, six to go. That's right. A side's complete. We're going to end this here and flip it over to the B side. Look at you. You found a way to get past the one and two. I love it. I a love vinyl it reference. Yes. Just, just what everyone wants to hear right yes. now. And we're well gonna, done. We're going to kick off the B side with the two it clubs of the season. So or, is okay. it a, or is it a cassette reference? I think it's a cassette Stay reference. Stay tuned to part two to find out. <laughs> okay. This is Guardians of the oh. Galaxy uh, All right. cassette flip here. Hey, for the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.